Thanks for joining me today on my Travel Ones podcast. Uh, today, I'm lucky to have Jethro Alcoez, the illusionist. How are you today, Jethro? I'm good, uh, Pete. How are you guys? Doing great today. Thank you for it's, having me on your podcast. Absolutely. I met Jethro several years ago. Jethro is... Uh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, you got your, your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, what, uh, a few months ago. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a humbling experience, Pete. I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All the blood, sweat, tears, injuries, and everything, you know, it's finally paid off. Yeah, I mean, that's anybody that's trained just in jiu-jitsu knows what an accomplishment that is. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's not a it's not a quick journey to get the black belt, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, and and you're also a magician illusionist. Yes, sir. So, I the, the question I had real quick was, do you think being a magician helped you the, the mindset you had towards learning magic? Do you think that helped you with your jiu-jitsu journey? Yes, because a lot of uh, uh, magic uh, needs patience. You know, you learn yeah. tricks and stuff. You practice in the mirror. You over and over and people. over. Yeah, it, it's it's a constant practice. So, same thing with jujitsu. When you learn a certain move, you're not going to get it right away. So you have to constantly uh, drill, drill, practice, practice. So, pretty much the same concept, but different um, uh, presentation or application, yeah, yeah. as you might say. But the mindset, I mean, just because I was thinking about that when I, over the weekend, like, you know, to be a magician, you have to do, you have to practice that, that move or illusion hundreds, if not thousands of times. Yes, yes. Uh, except magic, you have to practice uh, in front of the mirror, you know, to get your, your presentation and angles and stuff. And then when you're ready to, to test it out, you show it to uh, people, random, yeah. you know. I, I do it with random strangers and stuff, so... Yeah, it's it's uh it's a constant uh, learning experience. Same with jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you also had another big event happen last year. You got married. Yes, yes, I got married. So uh, we're turning into a year uh, uh, anniversary uh, next month, actually. Time yeah. flies. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations! Yeah, so 2018 was a really good year for you. Yeah, I got my black belt in December, and then I got married. Uh, June, uh, same year. So 2018 is a blessed year for me. Yeah, no kidding. It's <laughs> a great time. How much traveling do you do uh, for your magic? Um, I pretty much do Orange County and LA County, uh, but you know, I've I've traveled all the way to Vegas. I, I did a headlining show there several years ago. I just got back from New York actually uh, two months ago three months ago, and um, I also do Hawaii, do some uh, magic over there from time to time, so I, oh. I go all over the place. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever performed it in, in, the, in the Philippines? No, but I'm looking forward to it. I actually just got a, a newspaper article came out this week. Uh, uh, one of the celebrity journalists from the Philippines actually flew to L.A., and uh, I was fortunate enough to to get invited for an interview and uh, it turned out really well well that's awesome yeah i would think i mean filipino so i would imagine you'd be a big big star over there <laughs> i haven't uh gone back yet but it, it's in the works uh probably me and my wife would uh come over someday and maybe do a show there if, if it permits <laughs> as you hope right yeah 
the question I guess I would have when you travel to like New York or you know anywhere, mm-hmm. are you um do you have I'm not I'm not a magic guy. Do you, do you uh, just do like street magic with it's all with your hands, or do you have like big stage productions where you have to travel with product? Yeah, the New York and Hawaii thing, it's more like a street magic. I just film, uh, you know, do it from strangers there, and and you know, do the small stuff. But when I okay. did the Vegas show, I traveled with my team, and the whole illusion show came into play. So uh, I did the sawing a woman in half. I made it snow out of my bare hands, and um i did the uh, bowling ball i produced a bowling ball from a sketch pad <laughs> okay <laughs> In- interesting stuff <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah yeah it'd be it'd be interesting to see how you would travel to the philippines with the bollock buying box oh yeah <laughs> with, with, with all the I'm, all the goods i'm glad you mentioned that i wasn't aware that you know all about that but usually uh for for the listeners just so you guys know, let me fill you <laughs> in with the inside joke here with me and Pete. But like buying box is kind of like um, uh, luggage, but you you fill it with you know um, everything, uh, <laughs> giveaway give presents, pretty much for your family and friends when you travel home. Because when you are from America and you come back home, they expect you to you know give them something like chocolates or whatnot, you know shirts, whatever. Right. So. So yeah, that is the the inside joke for Filipinos. Is get the bullet buying box out. My 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 daughters are, are mestiza. Oh okay, so. yeah, I, I met uh, your daughter when we were filming that show, uh, yeah. that uh, segment at the John Machado Academy. So yeah, yeah so cool I, I I've, I've I've made Denny Guan. I've made a lot of different foods throughout the years. Oh wow! I wasn't aware that you you eat Filipino food too. Uh, well, obviously the adobo and the lumpia is all good. Ponza, depending on the ante. Uh, all the good stuff. Yeah. Right. But, on, know, right make, on. Making the dini guan was not so much fun. <laughs> yeah, just uh, it's it's not all uh, not everyone's going to be appealed by dini guan. Basically, it's uh, pork blood that, yeah. that they they cook it with. So. Just to fill you guys in, all the listeners. Well, explain to the listeners what balut is. Balut, oh yeah, <laughs> that they, that that's two things. It gives you protein because it's a hard-boiled <laughs> egg with yeah. a day-old duck or chick, depends who's selling it. And how much and, money uh, you have? <laughs> it's actually not that expensive here. Uh, you could get them uh, in the Filipino community here for like a dollar fifty each or something. And um, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it gives you protein, and for all the adults, it's also an aphrodisiac. So you better watch out. Don't eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's the whiskey you drink afterwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, with, uh, how much traveling have you done for with your your jujitsu? Have you done many uh, seminars yet, or? Um, I haven't since I just got my black belt in yeah. December. Um, I haven't competed yet as a black belt, but um, right now I'm kind of just taking it easy right now because I'm, you know, just got married. I just wanted to enjoy uh, my honeymoon yeah. stage with my wife. Then uh, maybe sooner or later I'll get back to competing. Um, I've, I've competed as a white, blue, and purple belt. So um, brown belt, I kind of got a little bit of injuries here and there and preparation for the wedding so i kind of just eased up a little bit i remember uh when i was getting i'm divorced and now remarried and when i was getting remarried my wife 
like <laughs> no training for about three months before the wedding. Yeah, I, I, right. I come home with you know bruises or scuff marks on my face and all that. She's like, don't hurt the money maker before the wedding. Exactly, and it, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I got injured two weeks before uh, my wedding day, and mm-hmm. I asked, and then my wife's like, "Are you purposely hurting yourself so you don't want to get married?" You know, I said, "No, I was, <laughs> it was an accident." You know, it's one of those things where you get caught, then oh well, you know. And then she goes, I thought you were good. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, as as, uh, as you progress with your belt, I was a brown belt at the time. Um, yeah. People really turn it up on you. you. You can only imagine now that I'm a black belt. People just want to rip my head off, you know. And yeah. They really turn, you, turn it up on you. So either you increase your A game on or you get caught and, you know, live to fight another day, whatever, you know. Yeah. At the end of the world, we're not playing for UFC belts or anything. So eventually, a higher belt's going to catch you. Then, oh well, you know, it is yeah, what well, it is. Yeah. No ego. I, I still remember. The, uh, I, I want to say it was Hoyce who told me. He said, "The only reason I'm I'm better than you is because I've tapped out more than you." Right, right, and and it's a constant learning experience. The more you tap, the more you learn. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that from uh, Hiron Gracie, which is also a, a friend of mine, which I think you oh, are yeah. going to be having soon. So, yeah, it's 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 exciting to to. Uh, it's weird how you you hear a saying or a phrase that, that whether it's jujitsu or magic or whatever, and like it just sticks in your in your mind. And so yeah. years later, I still use phrases that I've heard from people nine, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very humbling um, uh, camaraderie and, and uh, brotherhood as, as far as jiu-jitsu is concerned. I mean, there are times where I've competed as, as a lower belt, and once the, the tournament starts, you're all like, oh, this is the f- six minutes of, of do or die, whatever. But after the match, you're, you're friends, you know, you add yeah. each other's social media, you you text each other, you bump into him at the tournament, uh, different tournaments later on, and you stay friends. It's That's yeah. what's good about jiu-jitsu is there, there's no ego. Everybody just gets along after. I mean, you're enemies for like five minutes during the match, but after, you, you're friends again. So uh, that's that's what brings jiu-jitsu together is, is the camaraderie and the brotherhood. So Yeah, and it, it's interesting because I've, I travel quite a bit for work, and I've, I've, I've trained. I trained over at BJ Penn's place. In Hilo. Oh, cool! Nice, uh, nice. He has been, a big gym there. I checked it out. It's really, really cool. Yeah, and, I think he has three now. It was really <laughs> the one thing I remember about training over there in Hilo was um, I sweated more. You know, ninety percent humidity. It was eighty-five degrees outside. Yeah. And I was just I sweated through my gi in like the first fifteen minutes. Oh, I can imagine. And then stop by and get some acai or some uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Some gotcha. shrimp at the food trucks there in Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I know. I, well, that's part of my territory. I go there for work. Yeah. Oh, lucky you. Take me next time. <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> Put me in your Blake buying box or something. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about doing that with my daughters when they were younger, but they didn't go for it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that no, would be a cool it, place to live there. Yeah, so I, I go over there. Uh, I try and go over there once a year, and then because I have a store on Oahu, 
I have one store on Oahu, one store on Maui, one on the Big Island, and now I'm adding one on Kauai. Oh, what, what kind of store is it? Fill me, fill me in with that. I, I want to visit it next time. I, I sell Western clothing. Oh, nice. So, so I sell cowboy boots, jeans, shirts, sweaters. And uh, oh. so I sell to all the Western stores. Oh, and then, cool. Uh, same thing here in California. My territory is all California and uh, Hawaii. Oh, lucky you. Now you have a reason to, to go to Hawaii once a year or even more. Yeah, I mean, if I could I could go more, but then I wouldn't make – they don't do enough volume for me to, to warrant going more. Right, right. Just to go check up on the business and stuff, yep. you know, see how things are. Yep. And then, you know, that cool. we, 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 we're going to be sponsoring the rodeo on Kauai. It looks like coming up in um, end of June. Uh-huh. And then we usually sponsor the um, the rodeo on the big island as well. They they have a big horse community over there. Oh really? Once you get out of the city and the beaches and you go up in the wow. hills, you have a lot of a lot of ranches. Oh cool! I I, I didn't know that. I just stay on the, the, the tourist area there, where all the the action is pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you ever go to the Big Island, when when um, there's a little little history for you. When you go to the Big Island, mm-hmm. you go to a place called Parker Ranch. Uh-huh. It's in a town called Waimea, and when when Hawaii was annexed into the United States in 1950. Parker mm-hmm. Ranch was the largest cattle ranch in the United States. Oh, cool. That's and good to know. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think it'd be Texas or Oklahoma or it was Hawaii because they had oh. the, one big cattle ranch. And now the family still owns it, but they split it up amongst the family. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I know uh, Texas is, is big in rodeos and stuff, but thanks oh, for yeah. filling me in with, with that info. Yeah, there you go. Always learning uh, somewhere, Always. right? Always learning yeah. something new. But we try to. I mean, that. I guess that's kind of the purpose of my, my podcast is to learn from others. You know, so like it, I'm just always naturally curious. I I think that's why I, I've enjoyed jujitsu because if you're naturally curious, I want to learn how did he do that to me? How did How do I do that? Or you know, it's not just a. It's obviously not just a brute strength martial art. Right, right. I, I are you there, Are you still training uh, right now, Pete? I have. I've been training too much. I've been traveling so much, and then you know, as I get older, I find it it's very difficult for me to take three or four weeks off when I go out on, for work and then come back. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you feel it right the moment you come back. You're like huffing and puffing, huh? Yeah, yeah, and. and it, I thought it was rough in my forties, but now I'm in my fifties, and it's uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's 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 it, and it's not that um, it's literally like I, I'm just sore for two or three days after I train the first time again, and right, like a, right, and then and then if I I get back in shape for three or four weeks, and then I have to go back on the road and then start all over again, and it, yeah, you you lose it, um, but yeah, you didn't look like you're fifty when I when I uh, met up <laughs> with you back then. That wasn't too long ago. No, no, and yeah, I, I don't mind. Uh, you know, I still try and exercise and do Pilates and do other things. It's just, um, you know, and then with with the jujitsu classes, you know, you have dates and times that that, that each each gym provides. Right, and I, right. And, on, and honestly, I was kind of unfortunate, you know, because I started training with Hoist uh-huh. at, at the Gracie Academy, and then right. they had the, a time when like all three or four of their instructors quit. Or left and did oh, their own thing. No. That's when Hoist left, the Kaiki left, uh, Murphy moved to Florida. All these, uh-huh. and then so Henner and Hidon were purple belts. 
at the time. Oh, and so it oh, was just, okay. it was, it was Horian, Henner and Hidon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halleck was in high school. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I stayed with them for a while and then, uh, Henner and Hidon got promoted up pretty quick. And then I, um, I, I ran to John Machado at a uh-huh. school event. His do- his son, Larry, born the same day, same year as my daughter, my oldest daughter. Oh, so, so, that's cool. Yeah, so they went to school together. And so I met John and started talking to him. So I started training with him, and then he moved uh-huh. to Texas. Yeah, yeah. But he's closer with uh, his brother, Carlos, over there. Yeah, yeah. And and he, I, I visited him and, and John and, and John, the sons. Uh-huh. But, um, I, so I, I the last time I trained was at Kaiki's. Oh, okay. I don't know if you how, know. how did that come out? That's good. I, I like uh, you know it's it's again it's it's not Kaiki teaching anymore. It's his sons, and um and they're really good. They're 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 nice guys. Yeah, I, I think I had a, a tournament before when I was a blue belt. I fought with one of his guys there. Um, so yeah, really cool yeah. people. Jiu-jitsu yeah. community in general, very cool people. I I always tell people it's like when I when I would go to uh, UFC matches or mixed martial arts, some of the amateurs, and they go, oh, is it violent there? I go, you know, what? I've never seen a fight at any of these because you never know who you're standing next to. Right, right. And you don't know what they know. So you know, at boxing matches, I think people drink and and think they cannot box their, their you know, somebody in the in the crowd or whatever. Right, but at a, right. At a UFC match, you literally have no idea if you're standing next to a, a black belt or brown belt in jiu-jitsu or a fighter or – so everyone kind of keeps their calm for the most part. Yeah. So, I don't, have you been to many uh, MMA fights? Um, I've been to the King of the Cage twice, and uh, okay. I think it was a gladiator or something, some amateur fights. But I haven't been to a UFC yet. Um, I'm working on it. I know there's one coming up in Anaheim, uh, I think in July or something. So hopefully I'll I'll make it there. They're pricey now. I know it is, but I always wanted to go. But we'll see. Maybe one of these days. Have it's you worth, have you been yeah. to one? I've been to a couple. I went to the one uh, when Hoist fought Matt Hughes at the Staples Center. Oh, okay. And um, and because I was training with Hoist at the time, so right, it, right. It was pretty. He lost, so the uh, after fight party kind of sucked. <laughs> oh. But, uh, but uh, it was a good idea. And then um, I went to one in Las Vegas. I was there for work for my my. I was out working at a rodeo. Uh-huh. And had the UFC fight night, and it was um. God, it was like it was um. Mike Bisbing and Jason Miller. Oh, Mayhem and, uh, Miller. Yeah. And uh, Bisping not, not rocked him. Oh, but, um, but it was good. I mean, I was, and I I can't, can't even tell you. I was like literally third row. Uh, a girl that works with me knew somebody that worked at USC and got us the tickets. So I'll, I had no idea to go oh. into the fight. And I go down there, I'm like, oh my god, we're like third row. And like she introduces me to Dana White during, in, in between the fights and all that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. You should yeah. get him in your podcast, Dana White. There, there's levels of podcasts. <laughs> hey, never say never, man. You know. Hey, man. I, I got you. I got hit on. I, you know, I, I'm 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 blessed to have the people I have so far. <laughs> Thank you, know? you, Pete. Thank you for yeah. giving me the opportunity. It was a uh, how, how often are you humbling. doing shows now? Um, right now I'm doing private shows at the moment, okay. like uh, corporate gigs and stuff. So it mostly private events but usually if it's a public show i i put the schedule up on the website and stuff 
Okay, so is, I was um, going to ask you, what's the best way for my my listeners to to follow you and and uh, see what you have going on? Uh, on my Instagram, it's at bjj magician, and uh, my website is jethroalquaz.com, dot com. J e t h r o a l c u a z dot com. So it has my Instagram link there, my YouTube, and uh, all my information and stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, we should we we got to get you hooked up with Arnel Pineda. Oh, he he's he's uh, up there, man. I'm not there yet, so I don't know if he'll even give me the time of day. <laughs> as, as some a wise man once told me, that'd be you. Can't hurt to ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if we cross paths someday, you'll never know. I might open I think, a be the opening I, act or something. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's he's out for, uh, doing his own stuff now while Journey's not touring. Oh, is that right? I, I wasn't yeah. aware with his um. Uh, career. I know he's signed with Journey, but I didn't know he's doing solo stuff too. Yeah, when uh, apparently when Journey's not touring, cause I, I took my daughters to see him <coughs> with Journey. Sorry, um, when it first came out. Uh huh. And then um, I, so I follow him, and and he's been doing his own touring while while the band isn't isn't out on the road. Oh, okay. <coughs> That'd be perfect for you. Yeah, I hope so. One of these days, maybe. I just throw it out there, but. If you would have told yourself seven years ago that you'd be a black belt, would you believe it? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just got to keep going. You know, yeah. whatever life t- throws at you, just keep going, keep moving forward. So yeah, You'll have some injuries along the way. <laughs> yeah, bumps and bruises, injuries, but you just keep going, stick to the journey, and eventually you'll get there. Exactly. What, what advice would you give... Uh, if, when you meet young people that want to, let's say, be a magician, what, what do you tell them? First of all, you have to practice. Commitment is the number one thing with magic. You have to learn a certain trick or illusion, and um, you just have to practice constantly in front of the mirror because you'll see your, your good angles and bad angles, what to show and what not to show as far as presentation-wise. And then if you practice it hundreds or thousands of times and you think you're ready to show it to people, I do it to random strangers, you know, at Starbucks, yeah. whatever. I just say, hey, you know, I'm working on this trick. Can I show you something? So they don't know what it is. And then I show them, you know, a card or a coin trick or whatever, a borrowed object and whatnot. So, yeah, it's constant practice and dedication, uh, uh, it, how it is with magic. How how long would you say it took you to to, to get comfortable to get good at, at a couple of tricks where you felt you could go out and talk to people or show people? Um, it depends on the trick. It, it varies as far as skill level wise. You know, sometimes you'll do a coin trick, and after like practicing for a month or so, doing it every day, I said, oh, I think I can show this one now. Sometimes okay. uh, some of the tricks are similar, certain moves, so you could just adapt quickly. So it, it varies as far as skill level-wise. Because yeah, I, I, yeah, obviously, I, I think everybody likes magic. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever met someone who said, "Oh, magic tricks." Ugh. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I also have a, I don't, I also have a, an instructional DVD that I sell. $20. So if you guys want to learn magic, uh, just hit me up, email me on my website, and then um, you can get that ordered right away. Well, I'm going to have to go on there. <laughs> <It's 
You're throwing me the, the curveball there. That's awesome. <laughs> really cool magic. You don't need to have special props or anything. You could be in a restaurant and, and do magic right there with everyday objects. So it's a cool thing to start uh, with. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, just go to, tell people to go to your website. Yes, uh, jethroalcuaz.com, J-E-T-H-R-O-A-L-C-U-A-Z.com. And then just there's an email link there on the contact page. Just hit me up, and then uh, we'll get that shipped out for you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, bud. And uh, Thank to... you, Pete. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to be in your podcast. I know there's yeah. lots of famous people on your uh, podcast, and, Thank you for nice. graciously uh, getting you're me just, on your schedule. You're just another one. <laughs> Before I forget, I'm starting to ask my guests, when you when you are out traveling or you have to go, like when you're going to New York or whatever, do you have a favorite song, group, or podcast or something you listen to to get you in the mood? Um, I always listen to um, – uh, I like when I go to Hawaii, I listen to Jay Boog because he's like a Hawaiian island, you know, which he is actually from Long Beach. Um, but um, reggae music you know um, when I go to New York it depends Uh, it depends what my mood is but uh, that gets me going yeah like for me I'm the same way like I have a playlist you know because I travel about 130 days a year right right what is on your playlist if if I may ask you um, yeah I'm going to put it up on my website too but it's uh, there's there's country songs there's the Traveler by Chris Stapleton, uh, Faithfully by Journey, oh. um, Home uh, by Michael Bublé. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so just, you know, just random songs that I always try to listen to. Or, you know, like Home is, you know, because so, I miss my wife, so I want to come right. home. Right, right, right. You know? It's a beautiful song. Yeah. So just so, so, and then I've been asking all my guests, and everybody's coming out with different things, so it's kind of cool. Just to hear what other people are, are listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on the mood. Sometimes I play '80s music, '90s. Uh, it all depends yeah, on yeah. who I'm with traveling. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah same see, thing me, goes in the car. It's the same thing, you know. Hey, I'm I'm 95 percent by myself when I travel. So for work, so. Right, right. You're lucky you get to travel with your wife, or she gets to travel with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky to have her and travel with her. <laughs> I hear you. I, I I try to take my wife as much as I can, but now now we've got a, a, a small dog and she's working pretty regularly, so. Right, right. It's a little more difficult. She'll go on the short trips. You know, if I have to go to San Diego for two or three days, but. Right, right. Yeah, that's a cool and for some reason, yeah, for some reason, she's always available when I have to go to Hawaii. Oh, okay. I gotta get the the schedule cleared, of course. Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> she's always available. <laughs> get some Giovanni's shrimp truck over there and some acai. We, going we did that there. last time. It was good. Yeah. How about on the North Shore? Yeah. Some Matsumoto shave ice. Shave ice. Know. Yeah, we went there too. And, and <laughs> apparently, that's not even the best one. Yeah, there, there's a lot actually. Yeah, there's a lot. But I just go to like the local places there because if you go to like high end and because people say you know oh it's so expensive in hawaii you know you you go to mcdonald's or whatever it's the same place as going to a restaurant well you have to go where the locals go so you don't burn your money on on fancy five-star restaurants so that's a secret i hear you i'm sure you know that because you go there every time so well and and 
I always like trying different foods. I mean, that's kind of the, like, like I've tried the iguan, but I don't eat it. So, right, right. You know, you try different foods. And that's part of the, that's part of the fun of traveling too. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be careful what you eat sometimes. <laughs> oh, I've eaten some of the, I've eaten some rough things. Yeah. Get some so. balut along the way if you go to. Uh... Couldn't do that. I <laughs> I wanted to do the whiskey shot first before that. Before like, oh. that? Yeah. <laughs> the little, bu- uh, the cartilage and all that kind of got me. Cause it, yeah, cause my father-in-law used to fight, raise chickens. And, uh, oh, is and that he, right? he, he would fight the roosters out in the desert. Oh, and, uh, interesting. And, and so he would raise them in his backyard and we'd go over and visit. And then he'd have, you know, he, he would make the balut. And, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> We we would you know we would we would do the goats in the backyard and you know skin it and burn all the hair off and then uh huh the girls the, my girls would uh, stir the blood when they're so that it wouldn't coagulate for the right. iguan right right oh uh, yeah so I'm holding the goat down while he's killing it uh oh yeah I've done it all <laughs> that was cool yeah so like I said that's that's part of the the fun stuff when you go to Hawaii is Everyone can go to the steakhouses and all that, but if you go find the little barbecue places, you know, which are the local places, the small, small. Yeah, places, yeah, and 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 a, and a tip if if anybody here is going to Hawaii, you know, just Yelp uh, locals, and um, you'll find a lot of hole in the wall places there that you'll be surprised. Like I was surprised myself. I've I've been there uh, twice, and I was like. Why did I go here? You know, the first yeah. time I went, you know, it's really good, and you you'll be surprised. There's lots of cool places that you can uh, enjoy and without breaking the buck too much. I always I, the other thing I try and do is is ask the locals that work at the hotels. Yeah, and, that and not, too. Like not 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 just the people at the front desk, but like the actual people working around. Right. You know, the maintenance people or whatever, and ask them because they'll know. Zippy's is always a staple there, and I, I miss it. I miss Zippy's. They're opening one in Vegas. Are they really? Yeah, they're opening one. It's uh, under construction already. So. Yeah, we always go to the um, the ABC stores in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because they have some of the lotions that that uh, you can only buy in Hawaii, but they have them there. Yeah. Because they have they have an ABC store right on the strip, right by um, MGM Grand. And Planet Hollywood too. They have yeah, one. Yeah, right in between. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, really cool stuff. In Hawaii, you see them almost every every block. You'll see ABC stores there. Yeah, exactly. I tell people I go to Seven Eleven of, of of Hawaii. Right, right, right. Because they're like ABC stores, and oh, dude, you got to you got to know because that's that's again that's where you can find stuff that's cheaper. Right, right. You know, instead of buying a bottle of water at your at your, uh, at your hotel. Oh yeah, for five fifty or six, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You you get a big one there for like a dollar or something. Exactly. So yeah, we just make the trip over. That's one of the first things we do is go to the ABC store. Yeah. And get all of our snacks and goodies. Yep. That's the way to do it. Got to. Got to be a baller on a budget. <laughs> yep. Especially if you're gonna be there for a week. You gotta yeah. Well, that's that's just it. I mean, for me, when I go, if my wife doesn't go with me, I'll take one day on Oahu, then I fly to Maui the next day, then I fly to the Big Island the next day, and now I'll be flying to Kauai the next day. I don't, right. I don't hang out too much. And uh, when my wife goes, we'll take an extra few days. 
and I'll, you know, I'll go horseback riding or, or we'll go down to the beach, whatever, but usually I'm there for work. So. Well, how fun of a, a work you have. You're so fortunate to get to travel all over uh, the United States yeah, or maybe fortunate. out of the country too. So very fortunate and uh, very happy. I mean, you know, the, the hard part for me traveling is the good parts are I get to see everything. The bad parts is like if I want to train jujitsu, it makes it difficult. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I'm gone for 16 days at a time and I come back. It's hard to get yeah. started up again. Yeah, but usually when you when you go places, um, you know, you just email the instructor or the professor and jiu-jitsu places are pretty welcoming for all the, the listeners out there who are not are. familiar you know they they're very welcoming they're very friendly and they yeah. they give you a brazilian uh, uh welcome and they treat you like they're their guests you know they're yeah I've, can't I've, complain. Been a, I've been a guest at uh open like i said in salinas uh i did some guesting in uh denver area when i was there for work uh-huh. The only the only gyms I've seen one time in Montana I I worked I trained in Montana I was up there for work, mm-hmm. but uh, the only ones that the, the only gyms I've really seen that aren't super friendly are ones that have a lot of fighters in them, like oh, like okay. M- MMA fighters. They're training for fighting. I mean they're right. not necessarily just training jujitsu. They're training everything. Right, right. Yeah, they're I guess just, it all depends to who's running the gym and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had, I got I went to one gym as a guest and I'd never go back. He's the, the instructor was letting letting uh, me get slammed. Oh no! And I'm like, he oh, okay. Yeah, no, he should. No, we were doing that today. Yeah, he should have put a stop to that right away, especially if you're a guest. You know. That's what I um, thought too, but you know, like I said, who knows? I mean, the, the kid that picked me up was in his 20s, early 20s, maybe late teens. And he was getting ready for a fight. Uh huh. And uh, I went close guard on him, and I think he was. He, he kind of started uh, posturing up, so I'm like, I'm hanging on. Right. And then he picked me up a little more and then slammed me right down into the wall in the corner. I'm like, oh, no. I don't need this. That's the worst thing that you wanted to have on a vacation is get into it. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing. (laughs) That's bad enough you're traveling with a sweaty gi. So (laughs) an injury is is not even uh, part of the the itinerary to my. At all. At all. Period. So, yeah, so, but that's I'm been so rare. That yeah. No, no, that's, that's so rare. Like I said, most of the gyms have been super, super friendly and cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, you know, it's a cool brotherhood. You you become friends after, and yeah, and you you bump into each other at the tournaments, the Pan Ams or the Worlds, whatever. And you know, it's it's like you know each other for a long time, even though you've only fought for like five, six minutes. Um, it's it's a good way to to establish that brotherhood in jujitsu. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to explain that to people sometimes. Yeah, it, it, it's different. Um, I, I've done other martial arts too. Uh, I've done karate. I've done Filipino martial arts and stuff. And it's it's different, you know. Yeah. Karate is after the tournament, you're like, ah, you know, you have beef with this person or this person, whatever, you know. And jujitsu is like it's different. Oh, hey, brother, you know, you see each other. And you, grab an SAE, you talk about life in general, it's it's you'll be surprised. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's cool. Yeah. Well I pre- again I appreciate the time, Jethro, and uh I'll make sure to add all your links on, on to my website and so the listeners can just check you out and 
Your, your magic, by the way, is awesome. Thank you, Pete. I, I really appreciate it, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Again, I've seen your uh, your guests on your podcast, and it's high-level celebrities, and I was so blessed to be uh, on your podcast and talk to you and your listeners out there. You're just one of them, so I appreciate it. Uh, thank uh, you, Pete. Thank you right, so much. That. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.